Hey, and welcome to Podcraft. This is another episode, but just me, Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com. Matthew's not with me this week. We're between seasons. Uh, So I thought I'd repurpose something I'd recorded for YouTube, which is all about how to grow your audience with collaborations. So we'll jump right into that in just a second. Just in the meantime, though, we'd love to get more of your questions for the next season of PodCraft. If you have something to ask, whether it's something around starting your podcast, growing it, monetizing it, or anything else at all around podcasting, do send it into thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail. That's thepodcasthost.com forward slash voicemail, and we'll feature you on an upcoming season. All right, let's jump into this week's episode on growing your audience through collaborations with other podcasts. Hey, so today I want to talk about numbers because we all want more, don't we? We all want more listener numbers. We all want to grow our podcast. And the most direct and easy way for us, I think, as podcasters is to be on a podcast and to be on other podcasts. So today I've got 14 ways for you to grow your audience, to grow your numbers through collaborating, working with other podcasters, plus a couple of bonus ones, which are two ways to actually grow your revenue as well, your earnings from your podcast by working with, again, other podcasters. Now, don't worry, before you think of it, this is not just about guesting on other podcasts. It was someone that worked a treat in the olden days, but it's just so saturated now. Guesting just doesn't work half as well as it used to. But I will say, guesting, it's not a total dead loss. There's a few things you can do to make podcast guesting work. Hang around for that. I'll talk about that a bit later in the show. Okay, let's get to it. 14 ways to grow your audience with collaborations and a couple of bonus ways to grow your revenue through those collaborations too. Quick one before we jump into the tips around who you should be targeting. The idea is to find a podcast that has a similar kind of audience that you do. You know, speaking to the same type of people, uh, the same types of topics, but it could be complementary as well. So it could be you run a dentistry podcast. You speak to people who want to look after their teeth more effectively, and therefore you could collaborate with other dentists, but maybe you count them as competition. So it might be you only speak to dentists who have an office on the other side of the country. So you're not competing with the same people, but you're talking to the same type of audience. They're interested in the same content. Okay, but equally, you could have complementary businesses, you know, a dentist who speaks to somebody who runs a uh, a hygienist podcast. Okay, so they're two different services in the same area. Somebody who's interested in looking after their teeth more effectively, also interested in the hygienist side of it as well. Okay, so you will find people who are direct competitors, but you can still collaborate with. And you also find complementary subjects, complementary podcasters that you can work with that are not competitors and are really kind of worthwhile talking to. I think the big thing to keep in mind here is that anyone who listens to a podcast on a particular subject, they almost certainly listen to three, four, five. You know, if you're into podcasting, you're into a topic, you tend to search out lots of podcasts about that. So that's why these collabs work, even if this other podcast is directly competing with you you can still have a fan that listens to both, even though they're in competition. Okay, let's rattle through these tips. So number one, we've got the episode swap, all right? So it might be that you actually, the first step in a collaboration is really just swapping episodes. You don't even have to work with this person as long as you find a podcast that works well. You give them one of your episodes, one of your best. You take one of their best episodes and you play them on each other's feeds. 
You maybe record a short intro saying, oh, this is a, a podcast I really enjoy. I think you might like it too. So I thought I'd put it on the feed and they're promoting it with us as well. It's all an attempt to make a bigger community all together. I did this with a whole season with a podcast that I know well. A guy I know called Paul Boag runs a show called Boag World. I recorded four episodes and they actually went out on his feed during his season break. So a time when he wouldn't be podcasting anyway. That can be a nice way to do it as well. If you find other podcasts that are taking a break, you can fill in their gap with a couple of your own episodes and do the same for them with your feed. Number two, another one, just podcast co-promotion. So if you find another show that suits really well, simply talk about them. Give them an advert. Say, ah, here's another podcast I've been listening to, really enjoying. It's the Blah 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 Show. And then mention that on your show. And then you make sure somebody else is doing that for you. And that can be a good cross-pollination of listeners. You can expand that, of course, by playing a trailer, for example, or a section of the show, a highlight. So you actually play a bit of the audio as well. That can be even more effective because obviously your audience then hears a little bit about what the show is about and gets an idea of the kind of the ethos. Number three, one I really like is co-hosting an episode because this is just part of our process. We're creating a new episode for our feed, but we're doing it with someone else. We found a host we like, we found a podcast we like, we bring them on the show and we talk to them. We have a conversation and create an episode all together on subjects that suit both of us. Then that episode goes on both feeds and you can talk about both podcasts during that co-hosted episode, but obviously it gets you in front of their audience, them in front of your audience. And it's always better than guesting. It's always better than being a guest on their show. Having that real chemistry where it's an equal partnership, you're co-hosting, you're creating some great content together. So try that as an alternative to the traditional guesting on shows, the co-hosted episode. Number four, you can expand the co-hosted idea into something live, a live stream. So this works really well if you have a decent community, an engaged community around either show. You create a live stream, you put it on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, whatever it is, wherever your community lives, and you both speak, you create a co-hosted episode, but it's live as well. So it's reaching even beyond that podcast episode. And it's kind of engaging that community. So you're getting in front of their community or they're getting in front of yours. Maybe you swap that around. Maybe you invite both communities into one live stream. And that can really escalate the benefit of that co-hosted episode because you have real people in there helping to power that content, feeling a bit of ownership over that content. That's why live can work really well. Number five is the larger content collaboration. Maybe you create a mini-series together. Not just one co-hosted episode, but you create four, five, six, where you co-host a whole season around a particular topic, solve a particular problem together. Or again, that idea I had around, you know, creating episodes for someone else. Maybe you just create it for their feed, they do the same for yours. But that kind of wider thing, once you find one thing that works, if you find there's a bit of resonation there, then expand it into more than one episode. Number six, now expanding it even more, bringing in more than one person. So the panel discussion is a great idea here. So the round table, the panel, you bring in three, four, five other people into one show and you have a big discussion. This takes a bit of skill to manage, to moderate, but it's really possible to create great content doing this. Okay, number seven. Now we have one that takes a bit more work, but can have big benefits. And that is a kind of longer term team up in the form of a podcast network. So if you do have one other show, maybe even two, three, four, five, although you can grow it over time, you can team up into a network. Give that podcast network a name and then you start to more formally promote each other across the board. 
This can lead to revenue too, of course, because you can sell sponsorship across an entire network. But the key thing really is around growth. Uh, we are part of the business podcasting network. Go and check out, you know, Internet Mastery Podcast, the Grow Your Vertical Farming Podcast. <laughs> uh, you find other podcasts to work with and you can mention them on the show quite often because you're part of the network. You've got a bigger incentive to do that. And again, the network then leads to all these other types of collaborations too, from the co-hosting, the episode swap, the trailer swap, the promos, all that kind of stuff. It's a way of kind of putting it under one umbrella and agreeing that you can be stronger together, grow a bigger audience together around this wider topic and maybe even put each show into a niche within that wider topic so that you're much more complementary and kind of cover the whole thing more widely even though you keep your own niches as individual podcasts. Now number eight, let's cover the guest appearance, okay? So guesting on podcasts can still work if you do it well. There's a few things you should do, whether you're actually having somebody else onto your show or whether you're going on someone else's show. The whole key is to make it the best interview that guest has ever had or for you to go on and be the best interviewee that host has ever had, okay? I've got two blog posts, one on being the best guest and one on getting the best from a guest. Both of them are on thepodcasthost.com. I'll pop a link right here so that you can nip over there if you want to look at it. But guesting does still work if you put just a little bit more work, a little bit more effort into it than the average person, which is just about everybody these days. Okay, so two more now. Nine and ten are two that take a little bit less um, commitment because you don't have to find somebody to actually agree to do this. So to explain, number nine is the montage episode. So the montage episode means that you reach out to podcasters and you just actually get maybe two, three, four minutes of audio from them. So it doesn't take the commitment of having a whole thing. You bring them on your show and you create a montage. An example being, I go out there and say to 10 of my podcasting contacts, uh, what mic are you using just now and why? Okay, they send me a two-minute clip saying which microphone they're using and then I put them together, clip them all together into one episode which is all about you know the 10 top mics that top podcasters are using right now. And that's an episode. And that goes out there. And you start sharing it and tagging in everyone involved. And because you're creating something a bit more significant than just like randomly tagging someone on social, it tends to get shared more and it tends to get in front of those audiences more as well. And if you play it right, sometimes you can get clips from this played on those other shows as well if it's relevant to their audience. So it can be a way to make it work too. Now, number 10, a kind of similar one, but it's around creating roundups that are relevant to your niche, your topic. So for example, it could be a general one, the best podcasts in our niche. I'm in a cycling space. I do a cycling podcast. I do a roundup of the 10 best cycling podcasts and I mention them all. I put this out and of course it's kind of a, an award winner. It's kind of a, you've done something well. So those people are more likely to share that as well. It's a bit more significant again than just random tags in social media. So you put them in there. And often, again, if you share the little clip of you mentioning their podcast, Quite often you can convince them to play that on their pod as well and link back to yours as a wee collaboration. Now, an interesting one is if you combine this with some of the earlier ones. For example, you could do this co-hosted. 
find another cycling podcast and the two of us do our top five each to make 10 top podcasts you bring it and you kind of bounce back and forth for example Um, or you could encourage another podcast to do the same and then you actually swap episodes later on maybe it's an episode swap maybe it's just a recommendation swap Uh, my friend over here did a top 10 as well go and listen to them if you want another top 10 and they do the same for you but the best thing about this of course is you don't really have to get agreement so you can punch up here you know you can try and get engagement with podcasts that are way above you in terms of influence listener numbers by creating something cool that gives them value because it recommends them and create something just a bit more significant that could encourage them to share it as well. So that was 10 things related to the podcast itself, creating more podcast content, uh, something, an audio really, you know, that helps grow your audience. So I've got four more. The last four are related to related medias. (laughs) So we're going to talk firstly, newsletters. So number 11, newsletter collaboration. If you're a good podcast, if you're taking it seriously, one of the big things you really need to do is start getting that newsletter out there. All right. It's, um, you don't need to, I hesitate to make it a certainty, but it's such a powerful thing. If you can grow a newsletter related to your podcast, you know, you can push out new episodes, you can engage people more back and forth, get feedback more easily, all that kind of stuff really powers, um, listener growth, powers content growth, all those things. So run a newsletter. And the great thing is, Other good podcasts will be running a newsletter too, so you can do a swap here as well. One is just a simple promo. Similarly, you get a mention in their newsletter if they'll mention you in uh, theirs. I got that the wrong way around, didn't I? (laughs) You know what I mean. Mentions in both. Uh, The other is even a takeover as well. I've seen this done where you'll create a newsletter, you'll write something for their newsletter. Maybe it takes the whole thing or maybe it's just a section. You know, they say, oh, a friend of mine runs another cycling podcast, wrote this. Here you go. And it goes in there. And so you get a really good, significant mention there. Number 12, of course, this worked great for social media as well. You can do both. Social media mentions, you work together to just mention each other over the course of a few weeks, a few months, uh, try and kind of share a little bit of that audience. Uh, You can create stuff collaboratively on social as well. Beyond that, just the promo stuff. I've seen people do social media takeovers, which were a really interesting thing where you take over somebody else's account for a day or a week or something like that, and you get to post all sorts of stuff. Uh, And it's kind of a, it's a fun thing that the audience can interact with this new person, but a little bit more risky. You need to have a bit of trust for that. But social media can be a great way to collab, create some good content together. Number 13, contests, giveaways, competitions. Can you run something with another podcast? Again, it can be related to any of the things that I've mentioned before about collaborative content, but can it be related to a competition as well? Can you team up to get a prize and start running something over the next you know, few weeks, few months where you're going to give away something at the end of it? It doesn't even need budget. You can give away something like, you know, we've had really good success with quite cheap prizes. <laughs> cheap, that's not the word, low cost, good value prizes, like a $50 microphone or something like that, or even a book. People will actually enter competitions and do things for books. So that can be an option, or it could just be some of your time if you want it entirely free. Say uh, the winner of this competition gets an hour of my time to help with whatever topic that you help with, whatever you teach. And you use this to encourage you know, sharing of the podcast, uh, to encourage hype, or encourage talking about the podcast. There's lots of platforms out there which help you run these competitions, which encourage and incentivize sharing so that you get in front of more people 
by people entering this competition. One I've used in the past was called King Sumo, kingsumo.com. I'll put a link in the show notes below as well. And number 14, potentially one of the most powerful ones here, but also a fair bit of work, is community engagement. So if you can work with another podcaster, maybe you build up to this by doing some collaborative episodes, some swaps, create some content together. But eventually, if you can become an expert coach, a mentor in somebody else's community, that can be a really powerful way to get in front of their audience and grow your own audience as a result. If you have an equally good community, then you can actually swap this. So if you've got a decent community around your podcast, whether it's on Circle, Facebook, a Twitter group, whatever it is, you can start to to barter that to get in front of their community. But sometimes if you don't have much of a community, you have to earn your way in there through all of these other methods. But this can be really powerful. So that's the growth methods. That's the 14 ways to use collaborations to grow your audience. I hope you found some in there you want to try out. But let's get to the two little bonus collaboration methods that'll help grow your revenue as well. First of which is simply partnership type marketing or affiliate marketing. So if somebody else has a product, you know, if you have a product, if they have a product, set up an affiliate program for it. There's lots of platforms out there for this, like Tapfiliate, like First Promoter. You can set up an affiliate program for any kind of uh, learning platforms. You know, if you work with Teachable, Thinkific, Podia, many of them have affiliate programs built in so that the person signs up, they get an affiliate link, and then they share your course. Because if you're both a podcast in the same topic, the same space, the same audience, their products are almost certainly of interest to your customers. So that can save you building a product. You can just promote their product instead, especially if you can get an agreement that they help promote you to their audience as well. So there's a bit of give and take. Obviously, you earn some money through that affiliate program. That may be incentive enough, but a bit of audience growth in here, a bit of give and take can be really valuable as well. And the other number two of these ways to grow your revenue through collaborations is exclusive content swaps too. It's a growing area, whether it's with, you know, Apple Podcasts paid subscriptions, whether it's on a platform like uh, Memberful or something like that, where you gate a private podcast and that's for members only. A lot of podcasts are earning money now through actually having premium content. They've got their free podcast out there, but then that upsells into a premium podcast. So extra material, you know, extra how-tos, behind-the-scenes material, whatever that might be. I'll put a post in. I've got a good article on how to create premium content and what kinds of premium content you can make, just in case you're interested in this. So have a look up there at that link. But whatever it is you create, you can create premium content for their community. And that can be a way to get in front of their audience people that are buyers, payers, that can then maybe buy your product as well. Or potentially even it's a partnership, a long-term partnership where you actually sign a contract and you have a revenue share around this. You take a little bit of a share of that membership or that premium content. Maybe it's a 50-50 deal where the two of you team up to create one thing that's greater than the sum of its parts. It's more than just one and one equals two. It's one and one equals three or more because the two of you together create better, bigger, more valuable stuff. And therefore it's worth teaming up with another podcaster for this. So that's the last one. That's the last of the two ways to grow your revenue through collaboration. 
So thanks very much for listening to this. As you know, we support this content through Alitude.com. Alitude is our podcast maker app. So please do go and check it out. It's a way to call record. It does your audio cleanup. It's got an episode builder in there, a really innovative, really cool way to build your episodes drag and drop blocks and it's got audio editing in there too both editing with text you know you can go in there and just edit like it's a word doc or you can edit using your traditional audio wave and actually i find our method where we combine the two is just really cool because you can do the rough cut with the text but then you can adjust all the detail with the audio wave editor if you want to and of course we've got hosting built in there too so it's the only thing you need to run your show so go and check out alitude.com you get a seven day free trial if you want to try it out Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed that. Please do subscribe. Like I said earlier, much more growth monetization content coming out for you advanced podcasters out there over the next few months. So make sure you don't miss that. And do pop that comment in below. Like I said, if you run a podcast, you're interested in collaborations, pop a link to your podcast in those comments and then reach out to somebody else who's already done that and then see if we can get some collabs going, get some audience growth going through some of these podcasts that are kind of similar in topic, or even be interested to see if you can think of ways to do this, even if it's not quite the same topic. Maybe the audience, the demographics, something is similar. You can find something that works, some kind of synergy. It'd be great to hear. Pop that in the comments in a couple of months, whenever it's worked. All right, thanks again. I'll talk to you soon.